Hi, welcome to the Early Value NFL Betting Podcast. Tonight's edition is going to be a little bit of sides and props due to a couple of conflicting schedules. I weren't able to get some people on. So tonight it's just going to be me and my mate Brad's going through some of the games and some of our props. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm all good. Thank you, mate. Thanks for having me on. Good. Yeah, good to be back on. Next week, it'll be back to normal. I've got Rob Pozzola coming on on Tuesday with a better look. And uh, the props obviously will keep going as we are. So, though this week, I must admit, if I was ever missing out on a guest, it, I probably didn't mind this week because it is really tough from the side's point of view. I think we spoke last week at the looking at the look-ahead lines and you could see then there wasn't going to be a lot about that we were going to like this week. Anyway, was we, Brad's? No, like you say, we looked at it more from a, uh, a survivor point of view, Ross, didn't we? Yeah. Looking at uh, if the games are going to be tight and what teams you want to keep going forward. And we both said this week could be a bit of a car crash if you've not got the right teams left in your survivor pool. So, yeah, yeah. from a, like you say, size and totals point of view, it does look a really... I mean, the NFL, we all know, is tricky every week, but sometimes you look at the card and like three or four games stick out to you. So this, yeah. this week, for me, I think maybe one, two games like stood out. And even then, you're half sceptical, aren't you, Ross? Yeah, definitely. Unless you've got the Rams or that, everyone's going to want the Colts in a, in a competition like Survivor. Not often you're going to be able to use the Colts and they're going to be well, uh, well highly owned this week in Survivor. But looking back at week five, I mean, New England Patriots, they've scraped it through for a lot of people. The Minnesota Vikings, I know the one... We're in, I think, 14 people out of 25 that were left had had the Vikings. So to win it with the last kick of the game, I mean, that's that's used up hopefully their luck for the rest of the season on that. And then ourselves, we had Baltimore and um, and just about got away with one ourselves because they could have easily, maybe should have lost the game. So it is a quite a quite a fun competition to have. Looking back on the actual game side of week five, obviously. John Gruden's left the uh, old Las Vegas Raiders. How much of an impact do you see that on their being their season now? Um, obviously, what's happened has happened, isn't it? Don't want to comment too much on that. But on the on-field sort of stuff, I think it'll have quite a big effect, to be honest, just because he comes across to me as a bit of a control freak. Yeah. So if he's basically running everything, like they, they're saying now... He had like, complete last control on personnel. He ran basically the offense. So if you take that out of that organization and expect it to be fixed, I mean, within one week, it's going to be a lot, Ross, isn't it? I mean, it's going to take multiple weeks to get that stuff on track. And obviously, they're still professional players. They want to, they're going to want to play to their level, etc. But a lot of NFL comes down to schemes, doesn't it, Ross? And where you line your players up, etc., etc. And if you take the architect out of that and you'll leave it quite threadbare. I mean, I know they've got a, a lifetime special teams coach taking over as head coach now, which I'm not sure you can really put a lot of faith in that, can you, over a long season? I think nope. they might fall and they're in a really tough division, aren't they? So I think they'll be lucky to not finish bottom in that division. Maybe not because they're a bad team, but because they're in a tough division and they've had a lot going on, Ross, haven't they? Yeah, and it's hard this week because you might get a bit of a better performance for maybe they'll rise to it for this week 
and then you'll maybe start seeing a bit of a slump because everyone's going to think, obviously, because of Gruden going and they're going to be down and in trouble. Sometimes you you get that little bit of an extra a sort of an extra effort maybe this week, a division game as well. Um, but then I think it will be, it will sort of slowly maybe start to come down for them, unfortunately. Um, as a Chiefs fan, I don't mind too much because it helps us. But um, yeah, it is. And it will be interesting how they go if they try and implement the same sort of schemes that Gruden was running. Or again, new new head coach that is going to have his own ideas that he'll try and probably gradually implement into it. I suppose he's auditioning for a job, isn't he? So he's going to want to do certain things to to give himself a chance of maybe keeping this job come the end of the season. Um, so it will be it'll be interesting to see how they how they change or evolve over the the course of this season now for them. Um, he's staying in that division, obviously Kansas City, bit of a mess. My own team must admit very concerned about them going forward. I think. A lot's been said about how easier the schedule's got. But when you think, when you look at the defence is giving up points to everyone. And I mean, is it would it be surprise anyone to see Washington not put up 25, 26 against us on Sunday? And then we play Tennessee next week. I mean, geez, Henry, Jones, Brown. I mean, there's, there's probably another chance of the Titans putting up 30-odd points on us. I don't think, I just don't see where um, some of these easy games are coming and I'm worried about the lack of talent we've actually got on the offensive side of it. When you go away from Kelson Hill, what who actually there is going to stand up and, and make a play for Mahomes where he's not trying to do too much himself or maybe over-forcing things. And that that's then leading to a lot of turnovers. So I don't know how you feel about him at the minute, but I'm definitely concerned. Yeah, if all the Chiefs fans would be concerned, Ross. I mean, the one game they won this year against the Eagles, I don't think the Eagles punted the old game, Ross, did they? No. So I think they might have turned it over once, possibly, maybe even on downs. But if you can't get stopped in the NFL, you're always going to struggle, aren't you? And as you say, if you if you do take Kelsey and Hill out of the game, obviously it sounds easier. I'm making it sound easier, but if you yeah. can do it or even take one of them out of, out of the game, you're then relying on like Demarcus Robinson. Yeah. Um Nicole Hardman like, and Nicole Hardman, yeah. I mean these are they're they're decent players, aren't they? But they're not really gonna they're not max winners, are they, Ross? No. No. So you no. rely on a lot on Mahomes magic then, aren't you, to get it done. So as you say, I wouldn't be they're in a tough, really tough division, Ross, aren't they? I mean, yeah, Chargers, Chargers look are, really good. Chargers are playing really good football. Whether things will catch up with them, like the third down percentage that they seem to be converted on, and the oh, fourth down percentages. Yeah, I mean, you think variance, it will come back, but over a 16, 16, 17 game season, they maybe could run that variance out in their favour. Yeah. So, if maybe if it was an NBA season or a baseball season when there's so many games, you think it'd level up. But yeah. these things don't always happen in the NFL, Ross, do they? So they could they could not keep getting lucky, but they could keep producing the results. And I think the Broncos and the Raiders, they're decent enough teams. There's no easy divisional games in that division, is there, Ross? That's, a, that's half of Casey's problem, I think. No, definitely. And they've got to go back to the LA Chargers for their set when they meet up again, obviously. And 
was looking at it, if they if they weren't to win the division and they went the wild card route, they actually end up three of the last four games are on the road. And then if they went wild card route, there's another three away games to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, that is just a disastrous sort of schedule, isn't it? To have that amount of road games. They finish the season on back-to-back road games. So it's really the potential there to have five road games on the trot. I mean, it couldn't get any worse, really, on that side of it. So I think it's still early in the season. I don't want to try and over overreact too much. But I think I'm definitely, I'm definitely more concerned than I've been in previous years when we've started off or gone on a bit of a bad spell. I just feel a little bit more concerned this year on it. But fair play to the Buffalo Bills. Looked really good. I thought that they may get found out a bit in that game. They, they clearly never. Um, classic letdown spot this week against the Titans, would you say? Um, I mean, all the wise guys, old Las Vegas Titans would say that, wouldn't they? Yeah. They say this is sort of, I mean, you would, you would think the Chiefs was a massive game for them, but then, you know, the Americans love Monday Night Football, don't you? So you, you're not telling me that the Bills aren't going to be up for this game of Monday Night Football. I think I like their coach, McDermott, he seems to get well organised, doesn't he? They, they've got great offence there. And I don't know, I think a lot of it will come down to game flow. If the Titans can keep it tight and keep Henry in the game, I think he could be really effective. But if the Bills go up maybe two scores early, it's going to take a brave coach to keep running Henry, isn't it, Ross? Yeah. So, and if Julio comes back, it gives them another option with AJ Brown on the other side. That could really help Tannehill out because he's not had the best of starts this season. Maybe, maybe due for the lack of options. But I can't really see the Bills not putting up thirty points for us. You know, I think what what did the Jets put up on them? Twenty-seven points, twenty-eight yeah. points on the Titans. Yeah. So yeah, you've got to think Buffalo. So I know it doesn't it doesn't work like that, but. You, Always work with that, but you've got to think Buffalo's are at least going to match that, aren't you? Yeah. So the way that I don't know, it's a, it's a big, it's a big spread. It is a big spread. Yeah, yeah. I'm not rushing out to bet the Titans. I'm estimate as much as I think it could be, and a lot of talk is that they're probably getting too many points bills in there. So I'm still not in a massive rush to want to be trusting my money at the minute on the on the Titans in that. Um, looking at bets for week six. I mean, the one bet that I'll place is is I'm going to take Kansas City Chiefs to win on the on the money line. And I'm going to take one of my old favourites, the Detroit Lions, up to plus 10. I just think, I think the Chiefs will win this game. I think as much as they might make us sweat again as normal, I just still think that they'll have enough to, to pull it out and beat Washington. Washington's defence is playing absolutely awful at the minute which can only help obviously Kansas City might end up being a bit more of a high scoring game again but um, I expect the Chiefs still to still to win this and then the Lions I mean goodness I mean how many how much more more can they take losing the two games by field goals with literally the last kick of the game over 50 yards I just think you're just still getting quite a bit of an effort from these under this Dan Campbell and as much as I'm not sure if they'll win the game, I think they're still going to stay in this enough to hang with Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati have looked good under Burrow. Don't get me wrong, they are playing well. But I just feel this is a bit of a trappy game for for them going into Detroit. And that I think this might be one where Detroit maybe get one over the line at last. But if not, hopefully they'll be 
in it enough not to lose by more than 10 points at least at home anyway. I don't know if you've got any thoughts on them two games. Yeah, like you say, I mean, the markets have really given Cincinnati a lot of respect, aren't they? I yeah. mean, they're more than they're three and a half point favourites now. Obviously, the, the young quarterback started really well. Um, his name escaped me again. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, yeah, he's, he's got really good weapons there, isn't he? Yeah. But as you say, I wouldn't really fancy him going there and winning more than a field goal. I think Dan Campbell's done a lot. He's impressed a lot of people this season. But just going back to last week, you can't leave. What they have took twenty odd seconds on the clock left. Yeah. You can't leave the middle of the field open for feeling. I know you don't want to give up the sidelines. You can't cover everyone, but to give up two massive plays like they did, yeah. that's just that's just why you lose games, Ross, isn't it? You see so many yeah. games come down to the last kick. And as you say, it is heartbreaking for them. They will win. I think they will win the game and they are giving good effort. So I think, yeah, I can't see the Bengals beating them on the road by 10 points. I'd like to think not anyway, for your sake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they are a bad team. Let's not make, make no oh, mess yeah, about it. Like you say, giving out the middle of the field to lose the game the way they did is bad. To, to have let that happen is, is bad. Whether that was down to them being too excited and they've just lost it because once that foot once Detroit took the lead on that two point conversion, they were all going crazy then. And there maybe they've just got too carried away and and sort of thought that they had it won and they didn't. Um but yeah, they, they can't be losing them sort of games. I just I'm hoping that getting so close will keep them still going with that much of an enthusiasm into this game at home in front of their home fans again. That, um, that, yeah, I, I'd hope that they're not going to lose that by more than 10. Have you got anything sides-wise that you like? Not, or I've not, I've not made any bets yet, Ross. I'm sort of waiting on injury news, to be honest. Yeah. I think if Dan Jones does play for the Giants, I think the nine and a half could look quite generous against the Rams. I, mean, I fully expect the Rams to win the game, but for them to beat them by double figures I know Sterling Shepard was back yeah today and Darius Slayton was back so it gives him another option obviously they're going to miss Barkley at running back but I think Booker's not a bad replacement obviously he's not it's not Barkley but he could probably do an half decent job and other I don't than think that they were getting a massive amount from the rush running game anyway was they I think their offensive line isn't brilliant I think Dan, Daniel Jones is probably more for the running game than Maybe what so Barkley was sort of doing. I think Barkley was getting up, getting probably more work in the pass game than he actually was run, running the ball. Yeah, like you say, they've not, they've not got a great line, have they? I mean, Dan Jones always seems to be scrambling for his life behind it. So, yeah, yeah, he's not uh, he's not he's not the best uh, not the best line, is it? And the other the other bet I quite like to look over is the Browns to beat yeah. the Cardinals minus a three. This is mainly due to, I think, obviously the Cardinals have had a good start to the season, but I just think the Browns have got a much better offensive line and they can really run all over the Cardinals, to be honest. Yeah. I really like their running game. I'm not a great fan of uh, the Browns quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's in, I think he's in a contract this year, year this year, and whether he gets paid is another, another subject. But mm. I think he could probably do a serviceable job against Cardinals. 
I'm quietly convinced that this shoulder injury that Kyle Murray's got is a bit more serious than what they're making out because he's uh, he's rushing out, but it's completely falling off a cliff. So, you know, we saw it last year when when he stopped using his legs, he wasn't as effective. So, if he is a little bit more banged up than what they're letting on, I think the minus three on the Browns would be could look back on this on you could look back at the end of the season think this is quite a decent bet because I expect the Browns to go quite a long way towards the suit in their Super Bowl run and I'm not sure the Cardinals will I think the Cardinals have had a brilliant start but I'm, I think it might catch up with them to be honest yeah the Browns were one of my picks last week um, that let me down I mean really they should have won that game I don't know whether it was just badly coached or, or what happened towards that second half it just seemed to get really quite messy by them in the end. But I like them in this. So you've just touched on Kyler Murray then. Obviously, the centre of Rodney Hudson's out this week as well for Arizona. That's going to be a huge loss. This is a Pro Bowl calibre centre who's snapping the ball here back to Murray and helping against that defensive line. So the Browns are good with Miles Garrett and everyone else there. Um, Jevion Clowney's there, isn't he now? And he's playing well this season. Um that, yeah, I think that's going to be a huge loss for them. So, I like the Browns. I think they'll be able to run on them. Arizona are giving up quite a lot of rushing yards. As you say, with Chubb and Hunt every game, they're getting, Chubb's getting near 100 every game. Hunt's running for plenty of yards every game. I think Mayfield is probably the one that, yeah, needs to step up maybe a little bit more and make some, some plays. Beckham hasn't done a lot, has he, since coming back into coming back to fitness um, they just you'd think when the running game's going so well it usually opens up a lot of the passing game but it doesn't seem to have worked that much be interested on some of their injuries because they have got both cornerbacks I think are both banged up Denzel Ward and yeah. um, what's the uh, the is it uh, I can't think of the other uh, cornerback for them but uh, but yeah it's wor- worth checking and seeing about them as well so ideally, you want them back when you're going up against Hopkins, AJ Green, Rondale Moore, and uh, Christian Kirk. So they have got plenty of offensive weapons there. It's meant to be windy as well, isn't it? The total, I know, has dropped from 50, 51 to something. Is it down to maybe 48, something like that now? Yeah, I know that was mainly it, due it, to it weather. Up, I think it opened up 52 and a half, Ross. I think it opened up a bit higher, mate. And yeah, it has come down a fair bit. You're right, it's 49 and a half now. It was over. Yeah, you're right. It was It was a higher opening and, and it's not as low now. You get these games in Cleveland, don't you? I remember two or three yeah. last year where the total completely dropped through the floor and I think one yeah. game ended up 13-0 or something silly like that. But and yeah, I think if, if, if it, it does, does end up like that, yeah. you, you have to fancy the Browns even more for that run game, don't you? As much I as Connor so, and Chase Edmonds are okay, they're not. they're not that good runners of the ball for me um, I think they need that passing game more so so yeah I, I think Browns will be definitely one I'll be looking into possibly betting come the weekend I suspect like I say this week is so hard there's, there's so many I could sort of make a little bit of a case for but I mean the Packers Rogers loves to play against the Bears I think he's thrown like 55 touchdowns in his career against the Bears he absolutely loves playing against <laughs> the Bears um, so I could sort of make a case for them. Um, the Jags, yeah, the only... I think, is I mean, I don't know, two are back for Miami. 
and that. But the, the Jags, obviously, they should be set up, even though it's Mayer's first time. They, they should be set up. They know what to do over in London, don't they? They know how it's run. They know where they stay, what they do. And that they, you know, I could make an argument for a couple of teams, Carolina Panthers as well, but just no one who I'm like, yeah, I want to go and bet that now. Do you know, like we've had most of the other yeah. weeks, there's none I want to go out and be like, that's that's the one that I want to get in now. And that's... Um, yeah, the only other one I'd have a slight lean to, Ross, is the Patriots, to be honest, over the Cowboys. Yeah. And it's only a numbers play, to be honest. I mean, if you can get four and a half, on the Cowboys, I mean, Phil, if you can get four, four and a half on the Patriots, Patriots. at home, to yeah. The, yeah, I think it's not a bad bet just because the Cowboys have had what three home games in the in a row. They've beat they've beat the Eagles, they beat the Panthers, and they've beat the Giants. I think they're all three, three teams you expect them to win. Obviously, they had a good uh, victory the week before that away at the Chargers, but now you're asking them to go to the Patriots on the road. And be an half decent, good half decent defence in a raucous atmosphere. So to to have them beating them more than a field goal might be a little bit much to ask. But it is such yeah. a tight week. I think it's one of them weeks where my volumes of sides and totals will be low and just save it for yeah. next week. Definitely. And I think you sort of like you just said then Dallas Dallas at the minute probably. Um, their stock at the minute is so high in the Patriots after nearly losing to the Texans is is going to be right down at the bottom, isn't it? And you've seen by obviously the the look headline was the Cowboys were a pick on, wasn't they? And pick yeah. on minus one before going into Sunday. Now, obviously, you've jumped over the three and you're into the four and that. And that's where I think a lot of people are looking at betting the Patriots because of that. As, as you just said, with the Dallas having the three home games, you expect them to win. But their stock among, amongst the public eye is going to be really high because of how well they've been doing and the amount of points they've been scoring and New England obviously looking how they've looked. So, so yeah, so I think on sides, I know we haven't really gave out a lot of bets there on the sides front or that. It's more of a talking thing, but it is. there's just nothing there. I don't want to say I'm betting this, I'm betting that, and I'm not betting any of them because I don't see the point in us saying out tips and, we're not putting our own money on it ourselves. I think at the minute, there's just nothing I desperately want to be rushing out to bet apart from that teaser. And as Brad's already mentioned, possibly the Browns towards the uh, towards the weekend once we get a bit more news about these injuries. Um, going into the player props side of things, obviously last week went four and two, which was a good week. A little bit unlucky on Chase Edmonds. Had over three and a half catches. He ended on three. Came into the game banged up, I think. Should have probably known maybe how much more he was banged up before maybe I tipped it, but it's one of them. He still nearly got there, and Tyler Boyd being the other loser that didn't really... I think when T Higgins was playing, he sort of didn't get as much of a look in, did he, Brads? No, like you say, T Higgins coming back had a bigger... Yeah, had a bigger role than what I thought it would, so... Yeah, exactly. The others were the others were nice winners, so... Uh, so going on to this week, hopefully we can continue that form. I'll start off this week. The first bet that of that I like is Daryl Williams for Kansas City over eleven and a half rush attempts. It's currently even money at Sky Bet five to six at most other places. Now, obviously, Clyde Edwards Hilaire went down against the Bills and is now out for probably a minimum three weeks by the sounds of things. Before 
he went out, he'd gone over this amount every game. Even the games Chiefs had lost, he'd gone for 14, 13, 17 and 14. And he had had seven against the Bills um, up until when he got injured against them. Um, I expect Darrell Williams will come in and take all that work basically from him. Now, McKinnon will get some action and they've called up Derek Gore from the practice squad that I think might be a lively player going forward and someone to watch, keep an eye on. He had a, he had a terrific pre-season. Um, really good he was. Had a lot of big games. So he might be someone looking at. But I expect for the beginning, Darrell Williams will get it. And Chiefs don't like to mess about too much at running back. So to see what Edwards Hilaire was getting, I expect Darrell Williams to get the same in a game that I think the Chiefs will win. And if they do win it, how I think, I expect him to get into 14 plus. And I think if it's more of a, a closer game, then I still see him getting at least 12. So I'm happy enough taking the 11 and a half still on that line. Um, Washington have gave up more than that every game to running backs this season as well. They've uh, gave up over 11, 11 carries in, in every game they've played. So that also goes to help it as well. You got any thoughts on that, Brads? No, like you say, Ross, you're the Kansas City chief fan and you know their backfield as well as anyone. So if you expect Williams to come in and take over, it's not a great, it's not a big line, is it, for an expected starting running back? to get 12 yeah. carries, especially if they, at some point, they are going to have to try and take the sting out of some of these games. They can't keep having shootouts every week, can they? So, I think to get 12 attempts is more than uh, feasible. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Washington allowed 16, 13, 13 and 15 in their five games. So, they've gone over it by a couple of, a couple of attempts every game, teams against them and um, I do think I don't think we we'll just keep keep throwing it and throwing it unless the game gets totally out of hand. Like I say, he is more of a short down back as well, Williams. So he'll be in there when they are trying to kill off the game late on. He'll be the one who'll be getting it. McKinnon's more the elusive one, isn't he? More the pass catcher. So I think it's probably one of the, the bets I've most liked on the whole season so far. So hopefully my thought process is right in it. Moving on to yours, Bradley. You got one. Yeah, we'll stay with the Chiefs, mate, and we'll go with um, the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, over 17.5 rushing yards. Uh, he's cleared this every game this season, apart from one, which against the Ravens. I just think he's such a... He, he doesn't really get described as a dual-threat quarterback, does he, uh, no. Mahomes? But he has definitely got the legs to cause a, cause a threat, especially a lot... It seems to me do a lot on third down, Ross Luke. Or when they they're desperate for him to make a play, seeming to make something happen on the ground. He's coming up against the Washington defense, which, as you say, they've not performed to the level which I think many expected. They've given up five point eight yards of rush to Russian quarterbacks. So on on their met- metrics, you think we'd probably need three, maybe four carries from Mahomes. Yeah. And he seems to his carries over the last few weeks have been eight, five, four. He had the one against the um, Ravens and then he had another five against the Cleveland Browns. So I think, he, I'm hoping he's good for 18 yards as a minimum. I expected it to open up a little bit higher, to be honest, around 22. His totals do seem to be a bit lower than what they have been in the last few seasons. I think even last week he opened up maybe 12.5 or 14.5 against the Bills. 
and he ended up with eight carries for 61. So obviously I'm not expecting that because they were in a lot of catch-up yeah. mode. But I think against this Washington pass rush, which is still a little bit effective, I think it's mainly their secondary which is struggling. I think he'd be uh, he'd be able to get the yardage we need to get some money in our bank. Yeah, it's two two sort of different defences because the Bills just didn't blitz anyone last week. I don't think they blitzed at all in the whole game. But then that made them lock up the receivers so much where Mahomes didn't have anyone really open to throw to, which made him run more. Whereas then in other games where teams do blitz him, like you say, you'd think that they'll try and get pressure with Chase Young and others that Washington have, then he's going to move and, and, um, and run more as well. So... I think he is. I think Mahomes is such a clever quarterback that he knows when when to take off and when to not, basically. And he does do it a fair bit. Um, it is. It won't be long till you sort of seen him around the twenty yard. I think a game mark on his rushing. I think he had one game where it did bounce up. It might have been after the might have been after the Chargers game when he got forty five. I remember he went into quite a high line into the twenties. And then he bounced back down quite low. Or it might have been after the Browns and going into the Baltimore game. I can't remember now, but some something happened. And then he went back down to like the 14 and a half, as you say. And now he's back up to roughly 17 and a half, which I still think is fine. He's, he's so good on them third and tens, just running out to the sideline. And he always seems to step out of bounds, gets the 10 yards and, and steps out of bounds, doesn't he? So always like to look for Mahomes to... Um, to go over his rushing prop and also looking at him any time touchdown sometimes when you get the odd time he might pop up at a big price because it, like I say they play the run pass option so so much that it, he would, it would do that any time yeah hopefully mate I mean he's always a threat isn't he so he's one of the top three or four best quarterbacks in the league isn't he yeah Definitely, yeah. I would say the top quarterback, but that's, um, that's the homer <laughs> side of it, of course. Going on to my second bet. Now, this is more a play, again, on numbers more than anything. It's going to be Justin Fields over 12 and a half rushing yards. Now, when when he took over midway through the game of the Bengals, he came into the game, he had 10 attempts for 31 yards in that game. So the following week, his line opened up. I think it opened up around 44, I think, Brad's, wasn't it? And it got bet up quickly to like 54, 55. Um, and, he, and he literally did nothing. He had three attempts for 12 yards. And then, and then his line sort of dropped a little bit into the 40s. And I think last week it was around about 34. To drop it to 12 and a half just seems too much of a drop for me. I mean, he is a good running quarterback. Whatever reason why Matt Nagy hasn't used that side of him as yet, I'm not sure why. But at 12 and a half, I'm willing to pay to find out that he'll use it in this division game against the Packers at home. I just think this Bears offense needs to do something. It's not working with with how they've got him at the minute. I mean, last week against the Vegas Raiders, I know they won the game, but he was 12 or 20 for 111 yards and he had three carries for four yards. They they need to do something more, especially against the Packers. They're, they're not going to win the game, for me, playing the offense, how they're playing it at the minute. Their secondary isn't that good. 
I expect Rogers will cut that open quite a bit. So I think they need to start getting a little bit more clever with some of their offensive plays. Obviously, Montgomery's out, so they've only got really Damian Williams back there. So all in all, 12 and a half, I think it's been dropped too far now that I'm happy to take a chance on that over. What say you, Brads? Yeah, like you say, you make some good points there, Ross. I'll watch the um, more for me, really. I watched the Bears game last week against the Raiders as I, I backed the back the Bears in running, to be honest. And their, their quarterback play was pretty poor. Not from yeah. not mainly field, but the play calling, as you say, was a bit bit wishy washy. So to try and get in Matt Nagy's head was probably a bit foolish, to be honest. But I don't think any prop really should be dropping 30, 40 yards over a two-week period, Ross, should it? No matter if yeah. the usage is not there. I mean, I think he's had three rushing attempts last week, three rushing attempts the week before. Yeah. So if, if if we can get three rushing attempts this week, we could probably win the bet, to be honest. Yeah. Like you say, we hopefully get the same sort of game flow that Mahomes had last week against the Bills. You expect the, the Packers to put their points up. And then you've got the Bears who are going to have to be aggressive to stay with them, aren't they? So yeah. they're going to have to try and a little, you'd hope they'd be a little bit more dynamic at, dynamic at some point. So 12 and a half from a quarterback who's renowned from his college days of using his legs is it's not yeah. a lot to ask for at all. I think the only thing holding him back is the coaching. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I just, uh, uh, like I say, I, I think it's just too much of, of a drop for someone who can move. We're not we're not talking Tom Brady here legs and Matthew Stafford legs here, are we? I mean, we're talking someone who who is quick and fast and that. And in pre-season, he looked really good. It's, it just seems so weird. I don't know what Matt Nagy is actually doing in, in regards to it all. It's just something seems off, but... Um, I'm just in the hope that we're on the right side of of that number this week and, and making the right decision in playing it when it's been dropped so low. I think if we see him get into the 20 yards um, next week, you'll you'll see that line will be back up into the 20s. Um, I don't think they'll keep it down low, taking another chance again. So hopefully, no, not too worried about any kneel downs as well because of um, because I expect the Packers to win the game. So. So, yeah, so fingers crossed. Um, I know, Brad, you were looking while we were sort of talking before we come yeah. on in that first second. But there's not loads of lines up and we're a bit busy tomorrow. So we're trying to get this out to, tonight. But I think as the season progresses, we're going to have to start looking at probably Friday nights for props because as the boys come into effect now and more team news with injuries and there'll be more injuries as the season wears on, there's not as many lines up. There's still lines up, but there's not a load of lines up, and it's hard to try and find two or three bets that we're deadly certain on, as our, as our hopefully are some of our best bets of the week, when we're not getting enough lines to be able to go on. So I don't know if you've got one, Brad. Yeah, or... the other one, I, um, I've just been looking at now, to be honest, the game just popped up. It's a Denver game yeah, against the Raiders. And at first glance, I think Noah Fant's a bit high. He's 44 and a half. He's getting quite a bit of target share. He's getting 11% target share in that offence. But with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, they don't really open the field up. So his, his longest catch this season is only for 14 yards. And he's done that twice. 
He's probably averaging about eight yards a catch. He's coming up against a Raiders defence, which are not bad against the tight end. I just think the four, the 44 and a half, he's cleared it twice. Both games he's cleared it. The game against the Giants, he had eight targets and six receptions. And against the Raiders, he had 10 targets and six receptions. So he obviously needs a lot of a lot of work to get towards that sort of target. I think for 44 and a half against the a Raiders team, which you'd think Denver, I expect, not so, I didn't pick Denver, obviously, in our size bet. Yeah. You would, I think Denver will win that, win that game. Wouldn't be confident enough to put any money on it, but I think yeah. they will win the game. I think they'll be running the clock out more than opening the field up. I think Cortland Sutton's obviously the number one look there. Then you've got Tim Patrick. And I think underneath, he is the main option, though, of fan. But 44 and a half yards in an offence, which is not exactly dynamic, and he's not running deep routes down the field, I think could be a lot to ask. So, yeah, no offence, unders. I quite like that, to be honest, now. Yeah, I think that's right. I think he has had a few targets, and he's had a decent target share there, as you say. I just don't ever see Bridgewater seeming to want to go to the tight end loads, even back at at Carolina and that. It just don't think it's his first lot. I think he does like to look to the outside, to the Sutton, to, to Tim Patrick and that. Um, I think, obviously, with them having Gordon and Javante Williams there, they want to run the ball a bit as well. Between the pair of them, they, they're both usually getting between eight and nine carries each. So they're obviously trying to get them running the ball 18 to 20 times a game. I think, as you say, we expect them that they'll win the game in mile high as well. That then you want to see a lot more running in the game. Um, I think Fant's good, but he's, he's always been, I think, I think maybe rated better than what he actually is. Famous last words, I know, but there's always seems to be a lot of potential of him, doesn't there? Yeah. Like he's going to break out, he's going to break out. I know the other yeah. tweet and they've got, it's gone on IR, Albert. Albert yeah. O to keep it short. <laughs> yeah, so right. obviously he, he may see an increased workout, but he only saw four targets last week in the loss to Pittsburgh and they were chasing that game for the majority. So like you say, Bridgewater, he's got his tendencies and I don't really think using the tight end is one of them. And even if it is using the tight end, there's a lot of stuff underneath. So just hoping that um, the Raiders can keep it tight underneath and I mean, if he, if he has four catches, we could still win the bet. He could have five catches, yeah. we could still win the bet. So, I think 44 and a half, so probably four or five yards too high, and that's like an 8%, 8% hold on what I'd think, you know? So, yeah, it's not not too bad. Yeah, I mean, his, his average passing um, older Teddy and that, it's, it's never that high either, is it? His average, his average passing yards. And that, so I'll just I think for me, yeah, I, I think the big plays are going to be Sutton and, and Patrick and that, and then the rest will be sort of like the the little plays in between. So no, I like it, mate. I think um, I think that's fine. Um, I, I I haven't got any more, Brad. So I'm assuming you haven't got any more either. That, no, that's uh, it from me, mate. The short one we've got. So I think that will that will do us for tonight for the four props and. The one teaser um, going into next week. Obviously, I'll be back on the Tuesday for the Sides podcast in week seven. And then hopefully Brad will be back with myself next weekend to go through the props again. So 
much. Thanks everyone for listening. And if anyone can rate and review or any feedback, if, if anyone's got any bets they like, they want to send us in and, and that we can always talk about on the Twitter account. So other than that, good luck everyone. Brad, good luck. We'll catch up soon. Yeah, thanks for having me on, mate. As you say, we're always open to discussion, aren't we? Yeah. Always open to ideas and people got their things they fancy and they give us a few winners from as well, Ross, don't they? So it's good to have each other out all over the place, to be honest. Definitely, yeah. Hopefully a few years on the Twitter account last week on a put out pits over a hundred and twelve to uh, over a hundred and touched that twelve to one. Hopefully a few years got on that. That was a nice one to hit. So obviously we've got the London game. So Maybe have a look at another fun bet. I might try and get out on the Twitter account on Sunday for for someone. So we'll see. But good luck all. Again, thanks for all for listening. We'll speak soon.